All right, everybody, welcome back to the our first episode of 2024. I'm here with Down Us, Down for the Count, and today I have with me Tiff and Alexis, if you guys want to say hi. Hi. Hola. Okay, so we're going to be talking about a lot of things. Um. I don't remember what was first on the docket. I know we're starting off the year first grade. Oh, what's WrestleMania 40 possibilities? If you have been have been living living under a rock, pun intended, um, <laughs> you would know that good old Dwayne Rocky Rock came back. Oh no, not Sub Zero getting killed. Oh no, that's Raiden. Never mind. Um if you're under a rock, then you know that the rock made his head of the table comment. And then he also versus Instagram. Uh, oh, I was about to be like, is he not the rock on Instagram anymore? Oh. Where's his dumb? No, no one cares about Earth Day. He posts so much. This is annoying. Um, oh, found it. Oh, he... And they always clog up. I follow. I follow him. Um. Anyways, he had like a small like backstage like video. Um, like you know, talking about his return or. You know, him getting ready to go out and it says these electrifying nights are so special and unforgettable. The connection with the people, the energy, vibe, authenticity, disruption, love, um, mana, the chills. And now we make history, raise the bar and do things that we have never done before in WWE. We go all out and all in. Signed, the people's champ. Humbling. Mm-hmm. That's okay. All right. He's so dramatic sometimes. He's he so, is. He's so dramatic. So I'm like, nigga, just say you're gonna be at Mania. Like, my God. Right. <laughs> so many words to say. I'm showing up. What just be like, start? I'm taking down the tribal chief. Like, why you gotta? Yeah, just say... they say he always be doing his He's such a he's such a dramatic queen. Jesus Christ. Chorus. That explains a lot. You love him, though. You love him because he's a dramatic queen. Oh, my God. So get this. I just looked it up. He's a Taurus, and a Taurus sign is a bull. The Brahma bull. Jesus yeah, Christ. that's that's pretty much it. Not him. <laughs> not him. Um, him a Zodiac girl. I love that for him. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I got. I had to do something during the break because we really thought it was about to pop off with Jericho and all that shit. But like, that's something else we could talk about real quick later on. But um, if The Rock and the Roman have a match in Mania, controversial opinion, he needs to drop that title at Royal Rumble because that does not need to. They do not need to have Roman versus The Rock for the title. You know, and I apparently already chased him off. So this is a new record for me. Yay! No, you didn't. You didn't chase us. You didn't chase anybody off. You're fine. I just, I just don't want him to be Rock. I don't want that to be a title shot because we all know the Rock's not going to win and. If he does, I don't want him to be champion, but I'm telling you what, I'm looking forward to all the trash talking that's going to come out of it. The way I see it is I think that Triple H has um, his plan, and that plan has been implemented, and it is in motion. I do not think that even if he becomes champion, that he'll be champion past April. So Rock might be champion for maybe a month at that maybe a few weeks if we're being fair. So I don't think, because they know he's not going to be able to commit to being champ. And even if it's like a Logan Paul thing, 
he's not even going to be able to commit to that. So I'm not mad at how this may or may not work out. I generally just want this to move on into the direction of getting a new champion and starting this new space. Because if we don't do that, then we're going to be stuck in this limbo of will they, won't they, will they, won't they. And while, yes, it's entertaining, depending on who's telling the story, it is becoming very annoying. Because uh -huh. you're, you're tired of the of the merry-go-round. This It's been like four years, and we're just at a point now where we we need to have a better we need to have more i don't i don't want it to be more people in the champion scene but yeah that's true but we need to make it so that it's more plausible for people to be champion right now it's not plausible for anybody to be champion anybody the only person you can see somebody getting a title is off of Seth like Romans locked that title down and at this point you just anybody he goes up against you just already set okay Roman's gonna win like we that's how it's that's how it is so I just need them to whatever they're gonna do put the plan in motion let it be implemented even if the rock gets the title off of of Roman say um within the next couple of pay-per-views that's fine the rock isn't gonna keep it just make sure it gets dropped to the right person that's all. And he need, Roman needs to go home and stay home for like three years because tired, tired of him. But like I said, I'm looking forward. The one thing I'm looking forward to, and you can call me messy, I'm looking forward to all the smack talk that's about to come out. Like, I know, like, Dwayne's got to hurt his feelings. He does. Like, he's got to be old school rock and hurt this man's feelings and be like, you know, they brought me out for a WrestleMania uh, trying to get you over 10 years ago or something like that. And even with the people's champ, you they still couldn't like you. Like, I want him to, like, hurt Roman's feelings, like, and Jay's feelings. Not Jay, but Jimmy and, and Paul Heyman. I want old school rock on this shit. <laughs> Ah, but so what's uh on track here? Uh, so WrestleMania. So we're already since we're already talking about WrestleMania because we know Rumble's coming up. Uh, do you guys have the stuff that Bully Ray was talking about for the yeah, WrestleMania? Yeah, that was my basically what he said was the first time was that um Roman could drop the title at. Royal Rumble to Randy Orton because the original plan was for Randy to go up against Roman at Royal Rumble. He said Roman could drop the title to him and Roman and Rock could have their own battle and the title shot could be given to Cody um, and Cody could face off against Randy. That was the first idea. Then they talked and they were like, do you think that Roman and Rock's match could supersede um, Cody and Randy's match? Even though Cody and Randy have storied history they can play off of, they could build this into a major match. And Bully Ray was like, yes, it very well could take over that particular storyline, no matter the night that it's on. Then a few weeks went by and Bully Ray was on Busted Open Radio and had another conversation. He had a different idea about how this could play out where everybody's happy, nobody's matches getting taken over, and they'll still be separate champions. So he said, instead of having Bully, um, instead of having Randy get the title, because by then the Fatal 4-Way had been announced, he said to have... Um, Roman, keep the title at Royal Rumble, move into Elimination Chamber, make the match for The Rock and Roman to fight. Rock takes the title off of him. And then heading into um, WrestleMania, you have Cody, Rock, and Roman in a triple threat match with Cody being the victor. 
He said that was the best case scenario, given the circumstances and the people involved. Everybody's involved that's supposed to be there. Nobody's getting their match outshined. In fact, it will make this an even bigger match. I remember in the comments, somebody was like, this is just like Rhonda, Becky, and Charlotte's match. And I disrespectfully disagree. Charlotte was added to that match later unnecessarily. This match, however, is, is a way of appeasing everybody. You've got the guys who are the big rock fans, old and young. You have the guys who are the big Roman Reigns fans. The changing of the tide between Roman and rock will happen before WrestleMania, which will give you a reason to watch Elimination Chamber in Perth. <laughs> it also makes that card much, much bigger. And then going into Mania, you've got all three positions in this company, three of the biggest names in there, fighting it out for supremacy over the brands, supremacy over that company, and number two, just to be champion overall. And with Cody being the victor, he also gets to finish his story and end it. Roman gets to be put in his place for the second time. And The Rock could just go off into the sunset and do whatever the hell he wants to do, which I'm sure is another movie that he signed on for. Everybody's happy. The second scenario, in my opinion, is the best case scenario. I prefer it to the first case scenario, only because I don't, while Cody had a story match up with Roman last year and everything was so massive, it was so big. And it just kind of like, once he lost that balloon kind of just deflated a little bit and you were just, everybody had to win sucked out of them. At least those of us who was like definitely sure that Cody was going to win. Uh, now you're coming. Yeah. Now you're coming into the time frame of these guys revisiting this and you don't want to just put Cody back in a match with Roman you want to figure out how to go bigger what better way to do that than for Cody to go over on two of the biggest superstars in WWE history Roman is good is a first ballot hall of famer and he's not even finished the rock is a how is a hall of famer like having Cody go over on these two would be one of his biggest accomplishments sans winning the WWE championship. Not only that, but just, he also gets to do something that his father didn't get to do, which is just be champion. I mean, there's a lot going on here, but Bully Ray came up with a solution that could suffice everybody. And we don't know if WWE was thinking about it or not, or had it set in stone or not, because it's very possible that they had it set up that way. But those were the scenarios that he proposed prior to the the Fatal 4-Way and after. Nicole, what do you what do you think? Um I was fine. I'm fine with the idea. Um obviously. Not so fine, so I feel like tickets are gonna be a nightmare. But um, it's a good way, you know, to check all the boxes and still have like you can still tell a great story whether you do that or you do the angle where Roman loses it at Royal Rumble and um, Cody fights Randy, takes it off of Randy because quite obviously, yes. Randy came back in great condition, but also he might be like limited and probably you probably don't have him for much longer. So, you know, I think both options are viable. Um, I'm hoping Triple H like pulls the trigger and like does something. Like, I understand, like, obviously what they're trying to do with Roman, like having him hold it for the song, blah, blah, blah. blah. Uh, but at the same time ooh, excuse me sorry like it's time to wrap it up I agree and Nicole you're the one but you're the last one with the last I mean Alexis you got the last word so what do you um, think 
believe I say this. I think Bully Ray has a couple of good ideas. I will never fucking say that again because I hate that man. But I will I give him credit. Give him credit. Why credit. do you hate him? Such a sack of shit. Like, there's a reason. I mean, he, he can be. You're right. You're right. He can be. God is the more love. I said it. Fight me. Um, but it's they need to do. They need to do. Um, they need to go out with the old and in with the new. Like we, honestly, I mean, this whole Roman thing definitely has Vince's stench all over it. So it is it is time to wrap it up. Um, I'm going to put a lot of faith in Triple H and his team of writers because now, best news while we were on break, Kevin Dunn no longer works for WWE and he got replaced Max. by used to work at ESPN. So I'm putting a lot of faith and I'm glad he's gone. So happy. Me too. I have no idea. I mean, the production was like vastly different, like the day after. Yeah, yeah, and he um he left because like he the vignettes and yeah, drastically different. Yeah, or, it was. It seemed like so much more organic, and he's like, "Well, I'm a Vince guy, and people wanted me out." And I'm like, "Bitch, people have been wanting years. Like, go, go away." Um. All right. Well, you can be a Vince guy at home, like he is. So you know, have fun. Because you know, sure shit, Linda ain't doing it. But um, <laughs> all serious, all all joking aside, I'm gonna put a lot of faith in Triple H. I want. I think he's no. He knows that people are tired. I've been tired for the last two and a half years. Um, I really, really thought that Cody was gonna be him at WrestleMania, and like the next day, like going to school, it was just like a haze and a blur and it just kind of felt like a really bad hangover that you're trying to like navigate through like everyone's like what's wrong and you're like I cried over pro wrestling the first time I've done it in like 20 something years I can't say that you know but I'm gonna give Triple H a lot of faith I think I know what he's doing I'm gonna trust what he's doing but uh if Roman don't lose that title by mania I'm showing up at his house and showing him how Kratos really does business. Take it as you will. <laughs> okay, so we're going to do that. We're going to move on to the next one. Why did I lose this? And um, so basically on TikTok, pretty much since New Year's Eve or day, um, Reby has been posting like really like <laughs> subliminal messaging about basically the demise or of her or breakdown of her and Matt's marriage. Um, he hasn't really said anything, but allegedly the rumors has been going around that he that she like went but i guess she has said this in like a comment or something i don't feel like looking for it but it was like something along the lines is that she i guess oh, he had like a in. second account which is surprise like oh surprise surprise men are so lazy um and predictable had like a second like twitter account or something and was like messaging girls it was like um I don't know if he hooked up with any of them, but I know he was at least messaging a bunch. I didn't see where they uh, they said that he had hooked up with anybody. Yeah, I don't know if he has, but I know he was talking to like quite a few people. Yeah. Which okay. Mm-hmm. You know what? I, ridiculous. I laughed the hardest laugh, and I'm probably going to go to hell for it, and I don't fucking care, because I don't like this woman. And all this time that she's been up there, you know, hopping for Matt, and trying to come to his, like, come to his rescue, and talking mad shit about Lita, and then when Amy died, or, excuse me, when Ashley died, she went on Twitter and started, you know, going after this woman, and her daughter, who's trying to recover from the fact that her mom her mom is gone and she's not coming back. Karma is a bitch. 
she is such a bitch. Like he, she, he, he was talking to chicks behind you and you're out here. Like, I'm sorry. I don't, I laugh. Like I, I hate her so much. I don't feel sorry for her. I really don't. I, I, I didn't, I didn't know what was going on. I knew Nicole sent it in the group chat, but I just assumed it was one of those things where they would talk it out and recover because that's usually the way that it happened. That's what happened with like Carl Anderson and his shit. So I just was like, okay, you know, they're going to, they're going to talk it out and be back together tomorrow. It's whatever. So I just, I, all I did was just look at it and I moved on. And then all of a sudden, like a few weeks later, she makes this TikTok. TikTok is fucking insane. Like she just, it's the most pettiest TikTok I've ever seen. Her level of petty is immaculate. I, I can't even lie. But she was standing in the, in the in the video to a song and she puts on an Edge t-shirt. It was just... That was funny. Yeah, that was funny. And she was like, Matt Hardy did me dirty for the last time. And I was like, bro, then somebody in the comments, because I sequenced it on Instagram, I'm just like, what did he do for her to go to this fucking level? And they were like, well, allegedly Matt cheated. And then Nicole told me what happened. And I was like, okay. I I just was like, I thought he was just, they were just going to talk it out and be together. So whatever. But this is, this is the end. They decided to separate. And then somebody in the comments was like, well, um, she's going to be getting back in the ring. So, and I was like, when does she ever wrestle? What are you talking about? It was like, yeah, she was a wrestler, and this is probably going to be her way of getting back in the ring. They're both signed to AEW. I'm like, they're getting a divorce, she, though, She bro. has never, and also, she was never, like, she wrestled, but she was more so, like, like, outside. Like, she was, like, a valet, and, like, she mm. did, like, commentary. Did She did, like, a lot of backstage stuff. She has never been, like, a full-on wrestler probably will never. Got it. Okay, now I understand what they're what's going on. So, I mean, we, yeah, um, and it's just... like people and everyone always tries to say like, oh, it's an angle. It's probably an angle for a story. I'm like, I don't think they would do this for a story. No, I don't think so either. And I'm just like, okay, well, if that's the case, then she's online and she's talking about. Oh, this wasn't directed at Matt. This is directed at the women. Yes. I'm like... Which she has no problem saying any other time. I'm like, what are you talking about? Like, you literally just said Matt did me dirty for the last time in the video. How is it directed at the women when you just... You just said it. Like, what? I'm like, girl, just tell him that you 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 like fuck him and let me done with it. You're too old to be making this kind of content on TikTok. I'm not saying you don't deserve the right to say how you feel and voice your frustrations because you do. But mm -hmm. this kind of subliminal bullshit, you're too fucking old for that. I expect that from a 20-year-old. I expect that from somebody who's 19, but you're well over 40. You have no business posting this kind of bullshit online. I don't care what you're talking about. You have no business doing that. And it's not even because it affects Matt or you, but it, it directly affects your children. Your children are old enough to see it. You have to be smarter than this. What are you doing? Like, grow up. Grow her, up. Kids, her kids are the only ones I feel uh, bad for in this whole situation like you know i like i don't i don't like Rebby. like so whatever but matt's also a dog for you know knocking her up how many fucking times like every time we used to turn around she was knocked up and i swear it's like problem having the babies i mean i'm not not shitting on it i'm just saying every time we turn you know? around pregnant 
And I was like, didn't she get pregnant at one point, like back to back with another kid, or it felt like it at least. But like, you want to knock this woman up and then you want to, you know, come out here and say, because you know who he is? He's Ned from fucking Try Guys. Oh, I love my wife. My wife is amazing. Blah, 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 blah. But, you know, you want another Twitter account talking to other bitches who know you're married. He's a man. So it's no shade to the men who listen to the podcast. Let me be clear. Some men like to have their cake and eat it too. And he's one of them. Some of y'all are content with being in a marriage or being in a relationship with a woman and you don't need another woman to validate you. But a lot of men, they have to have more than one. They, they are greedy. They need, they need that incessant validation of another woman, her bigging him up, her telling him what he wants to hear, whatever he ain't getting from his wife, he will go and have another woman fulfill it. All men are not like that. Some men are content with their wives. They have an issue. They will come to her and talk to her. Girlfriends the same. But a lot of men are like this. They need their ego stroked. If they have something that they ain't getting from their wife, instead of talking it out, they'll just go find it with the next bitch. And it's just, it's just, he, he just, he can't help himself because it's easily accessible because of who he is. Which that makes it even worse. So while Rebby Hardy isn't my favorite per- favorite person, she doesn't deserve to be treated like that either. I wouldn't wish that on my worst enemy. Because that's a level of pain that you're going to have to work through while still trying to maintain a re- level of rapport with him so you can raise your children. You understand how difficult that's going to be? And with the way she operates, that's damn near impossible. Because she never lets shit go. She holds grudges. So she'll be, he'll be trying to take care of his kids. And granted, he fucked up when it comes to her. She's going to make it very difficult for him if, if they don't get it together. I wish those kids the best of luck. Crazy, crazy. So we could touch briefly on this because I feel like we've talked about this quite a few times. So Tony Khan also had another meltdown on Twitter. Um, I'll start it from basically the USA Network um, account on Twitter was like basically, I don't know, said something and then they were and they asked what the cage cage match rating um basically because when tony khan was trying to make an excuse again about why um ratings are so shit right now but oh but then he was oh he was talking about investors or something like this about you know whatever in the product and was like oh our cage match rating you know like very juvenile and basically went on his whole rant about how why is gender getting a title shot and he's done nothing but lose blah, 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 blah for the past whatever, whatever days, like 200 some days and this whole fucking ramp. And then surprisingly, a lot of people were like, okay, like you could have like made a point about like whatever this cage site shit is and not try to be like shady towards gender. See, that was that was my issue because Jinder Mahal yeah. is not my favorite wrestler. He's not my favorite character, but he he is a good person. And I was wondering where he was, and Nicole told me because I asked. He was injured. He was injured. He was, he was like Nicole real bad. He was like not good. Yeah, he was injured he was like for his a minute. Back or some something bad. Because you said he had to go through like a couple like really intense surgeries. Yeah, get like two surgeries. He definitely did. And you know what? I like gender as a person because he he's one of those people who do their job, they go home, and they don't do anything stupid. He's honestly yep. just a business. Yep. Mind his business. And you never hear anyone saying he's a bad guy. And nope. you know, I and I respect that. 
you know, the man is trying and I'm glad that he was able to overcome his injuries and all his surgeries. But that's what I think pissed a lot of people off. Honestly, it's because they're like, he's a good guy. Why the fuck are you throwing him under the bus when we got plenty of people in your locker room that we could really say some bad shit about? Someone needs to take his phone away. I swear to God, like that, that, that is so embarrassing. Could you imagine working anywhere else where your boss pops off like that on social media trying to hype up a match from a tweet that an intern probably put out. And then USA came back and was like, okay, whatever. You know, like they said something really petty. <laughs> I mean, in the tweet he had, he had, he compared his wrestler hook to Jinder Mahal because he said he got a lot of flack for giving hook a title opportunity. There was a lot of online outrage. And I was like, I don't understand what you're talking about because I don't follow. I don't. Yeah. And also, I think he's full of shit because I don't remember. Well, first of all, I didn't even know Hook had like a title opportunity. And I feel like, well, people do rag on Hook. And -hmm. I could see people saying something about him getting a title opportunity. And it has nothing to do with his record or anything at all with how it would all that has to do with his build. Mm-hmm. He's only like has 20- nothing. So I don't, I don't know what planet Tony is on because that is the discourse that I always see about hook. It's nothing about his win loss records, nothing about his um, wrestling, which people who do make comments about like, you know, his build say like, you know what? He is a great wrestler, but xyz nothing to do so i i don't know where tony's at mentally he just i don't get it and i was just like i don't know what you're talking about i was like what is what is this match you had set for him i looked i didn't see it so i was like okay whatever and then he goes well gender hasn't been on tv he's and he hasn't won a match in over a year and i was like and i'm like why are you such a fan why are you watching Exactly. And so the people in the comments got his ass together because they was like, well, Abaddon hadn't been on TV in years and you gave her a title shot. And I was like, oh. Yeah, because Abaddon, for a really hot second, she was on Dark. And while she needed to get her look together, the girl knew how to wrestle. People were behind her. People were talking about her. I'm like, okay, do the crazy goth chick. But girl, you got to get your... I- Seriously. I never liked Abaddon and I still kind of don't because I feel like she's a mashup of three different wrestlers. Yes, she is. That's why I have never and will never probably really really like her that much or really get behind her. Yes, because she's a hodgepodge of too many people. There is not a single thing about her when I look at her to me that is unique. Not a single fucking thing. But again, she still got time. Her makeup looks have improved because she was looking Good like a hot her. mess. Yes, yeah, so, she has. Yeah. I saw her the last time she got the title shot against Tony. Yeah, she looked she her looked makeup different. Was a lot better. And she looked fine. And I was like, okay, great. So, side, well, she's a great wrestler. And I don't give Hook a lot of shit because he's only like, what, early 20s? Yeah, he's and, like 22, if that. Yeah. Nepotism played a mar- large part in Hook's build. Yeah, because um, Hook is tiny. Yeah. yeah. But he's still a kid. He can bulk up over time because, like, Taz yeah. is a short, not a small guy. Like, Taz is, you know, but he, he, you got Taz is like, you can, you know, you can kick. He was like that girl from Willy Wonka when she ate all them blueberries. Hey, Taz like old school Taz was fucking scary, but like I I never liked Taz. Because um, I couldn't understand why a man looked black and orange at the same time. And you know what the fucked up thing is? For the longest time, I thought Taz was black until a couple of years ago. When I was, and he's Sicilian, apparently. I'm like, I thought this dude was I, black. I said, not I you, thought black he was black. Right. 
Well, I didn't know. That's why when he brought his son, I was like, who is this white boy? Who is this? And then was like, that's Taz's son. And I was like, is his mother like super white? Like, cause ain't Taz like mixed or something? It was like, no. And I'm like, I found a folks mom and it looks like Hook in a wig. I'm not even saying that to be like mean or whatever, but that no, Hook's he got, a, he's a nice looking dude. So I can understand. Yeah, he that did. he is very nice looking. I ain't seen Taz in that boy nowhere. If I was 21, I would Nothing. probably think Thank God. <laughs> but like getting back to it though. That that wasn't cool. And that goes to prove like him doing that proves that he watches the WWE product. Like he hate watches it. Of course he does. He of course, course he, he does. does. A, a, a portion of his fan page does the same thing. My right. thing is with the rant, it went it went down a rabbit hole. It started with Raj. Raj Giddy posted that Seth and and uh gender have a past. And he was like, they both were the last two people in the tournament to be the number one, con- to be the, the champ for NXT, the yeah. inaugural champion. And he was like, Seth beat gender to be the champion. So that is a, a long storied past between the two of them. And I was like, okay, because I wasn't watching NXT at the time. So I was like, that's I did and I completely callback. forgot. I'm like, that's a nice callback that Triple H did. It was pretty smart because it's a nice little intermission feud that um, Seth could use. And he did a good job um, starting it to push forward. And I was like, okay. And then USA Network was being petty. (laughs) They're just as petty as that Fox account. So I don't understand why he got so upset because that Fox um account is going wild. In. They be going in too. But he don't uh, say they commented like, under that post. They commented under that post too. With that Tony meme that's on the yeah. gift that's on Twitter. They didn't say he didn't say nothing to them. He must be he scared specifically he specifically went after USA Network and he was like, oh yeah, USA, good job for booking, finally giving gender a match, you should do more than that. I'm like, you know full well that they don't control who's booked. They make suggestions. They tell them what they want. But at the end of the day, Triple H and Co. are the ones who decide how things are booked. The only thing USA Network does is make sure the numbers is right and distribute the content. I think Trady tweeted what we love wrestling and he was I think he was like um what did he say he said something like oh USA Network must have turned down a deal because remember AEW is still quietly shopping other Mm -hmm. um um, networks or whatever Mm mm-hmm so and here's also the thing, too, that I think of. We hear all the time that Seth is considered one of the safest people to have a match with. Mm-hmm. Why not? It would make sense that if I was going to have Jinder Mahal have a match, why not do it with somebody who I know will be safe with him, especially after coming back from such a massive surgery and a massive injury? I don't think it was the fact that he had a match. It was the fact that Jinder came back, and it to him, it was out of nowhere, Nobody was outraged. Nobody was. How upset. was it? I don't know where he. It was an open challenge, honey. Because when they came, no, when he came out, Seth came out and was talking. He didn't challenge anybody. He was talking. He was cutting his promo. Chender came out and was like, "Y'all keep overlooking me. I'm a former champion. I beat one of the greatest champions. Y'all gonna stop treating me like I'm not here." And Seth is like, if I'm overlooking you, then step up. You got an opportunity right now. You can take your shot with me right now. And he was like, nah, I ain't going to do that. That's how this started. Then they got into a little scuffle. And then the match was booked for this past Monday. That's how that happened. So it wasn't an open challenge per se. 
but it turned into a challenge that Seth requested. Seth requested the match because he said while gender went about it in a roundabout way, he is right that he is a former WWE champion. This is a different man than the one I wrestled years ago to be the NXT champion. So he was like, rightfully so, a former champion, let's go. That's what he said. So I... Okay, okay. I so, okay, that's the reasoning. What is the problem? The problem is he felt like there was not enough outrage for gender because he said it was out of the blue and gender didn't have according to him gender had no momentum he had nothing going for him he hadn't been on tv in over a year his win-loss record is abysmal he hasn't won a match in over a year so he didn't deserve a title shot and i was like well y'all had adam cole come into y'all company right out the gate and was almost given a title shot adam cole i mean adam copeland came in Edge comes in, immediately put into a feud with Christian, title shot. Like, John Moxley came in from the motherfucking inaugural aspect, title shot. What are you talking about? Okay, well, so they do nothing but book matches that have no background to them. Because it's a dream match. That is... 90% of their booking. So I, I, most of I'm just, Daniel I, that's <laughs> nine. I'm being generous. I almost said 95, but I'm going to be nice and I'm going to give them 90%, even that's though it's they, probably more than that. 90% of your fucking booking is just throwing matches together with no background, no history, no rhyme and reason, only because they wrestles good. Or, well, I mean, what happened to the whole, oh, our, your win-loss system, Tony? Like, you got guys who haven't won a single freaking match all of a sudden getting title shots, too. And then, you know. Love. Um, someone pointed this out, and I didn't even think about it. Love Hangman, but Hangman is another one. He loses more often than none, but he gets a title, title shot every couple months. Sammy Guevara always seems Sammy Guevara and Darby Allen always seem to be going after that TNT title. When yeah, you got plenty there. But what about their win loss thing? Like, you know, that to uh, the They don't pay attention to their win loss records. They only come into fact and play when they need it to. He doesn't care about those win loss records. He doesn't care about them. He tries yeah, to make it. I don't understand why up. he's worried about WWE's win loss records. That's what I'm saying. Health. That's what I'm saying. So as far as I'm concerned, I, I can give less than a damn. The only thing I was concerned with was the fact that he posted the shit on social media and then got upset because a lot of the blogs, a lot of the podcasters ran it with it and said what they had to say. Matt Morgan was on the podcast with Raj Giddy and his partner um, for, the, for their podcast. And he said... He was like, the way that Tony speaks, he asks us if, because he was really upset about Bischoff. Bischoff responded uh, with a clown emoji, and then he oh, responded. He, said, he, was, <laughs> he responded was set with the a fuck off. Right when he said, <laughs> you miserable has been, go away, you miserable has been. I said, my God. So that, that set off a chain of events where Matt Morgan was asked what he thought about it. And he said, Bischoff makes a valid point. And everybody keeps saying, well, how do Bischoff don't have no, no reason to comment? He was like, yes, he does. Bischoff was one of the guys that was able to take WWE on, head on and win. So he's well aware of what it takes to take them down. And for him to not listen and act as if he's crazy, like, you got to be better than that. Yeah. So Matt was like, Matt was like, he is tripping. And he was like, he knows full well that Bischoff 
is one of the guys who knows what he's talking about when it comes to WWE and their and their issues with AEW. He said he's really fully aware of everything and he needs to stop pandering and start listening. And I was like, well, did he lie? I mean, like, and then Bischoff was like, well, you know, oh, I'm a has-been, but how come y'all were begging me to, Harley, let me do that, babe. If I'm a has-been, then how come you were begging for me to sign an AEW and all this? Bischoff took him out. I'm like, here's the thing. Bischoff got cocky. That's what happened with WCW. He got cocky. He got, got, he got too much power, all this stuff. But here's the thing. The man can admit to it. The man can admit that he messed up, that he was wrong, that he did a lot of dumb stuff that caused WWE, WWF at the time, do that over the sink, please, to get a leg up on him. He was the one who was like, tell him about Mick Foley's tell him about Mick Foley winning the title. Tell him about this, that, and the other, you know, like. But he lost. He had the upper hand. He got too cocky and he lost. Bischoff can admit where he was wrong, where he was defeated. I'm not purging the man of all the sins that he's done, but at least he can admit that he was wrong. Tony will never admit he's wrong. Whenever AEW goes down, he'll blame everybody else. He'll blame the producers. He'll blame the writers. He'll blame the wrestlers. He'll blame the intern who brings him his coffee. Like, he'll blame everybody else but himself. Because he's a man-child. He doesn't know what he's doing. And he wants to be taken seriously. But your own dad don't get taken seriously, especially after the horrible season the Jaguars have had. So, yeah. He, he needs his phone taken away from him. He should not have access to his Twitter or any kind of social media because that is embarrassing, just flat out embarrassing. Like, this is the owner of your company acting like this. You should be ashamed of yourself the way you're acting at your age. I'm surprised they didn't do those PR tweets. They're probably embarrassed. They're like, what the hell? Okay, so imagine if you were Debbie, whether you were a wrestler, producer, or something, you jumped on Twitter and you see Tony acting like this. I wouldn't come to his defense. I'd be like, let me get my resume together and see if WWE's hiring. I mean, he's going to keep doing it because they're not checking his ass. They're not, at this point, you come to expect it. He got to do better than this. This WWE shit shouldn't even be rattling you like that. I didn't see nobody online saying anything weird or crazy. Nobody going after him. Like, so this came out of nowhere. This is just so fucking rude and just weird. Like, what is going on? Like, are are you are you okay mentally? For real, for real. Like, are you mentally okay? Can't be. Because you can't be mm. tweeting like this. You can't be tweeting shit like this online, going back and forth with people specifically, calling people has been disrespecting people, people you had on your fucking show. For him to be a has-been, you had him on your goddamn show at one point. Then to be signed to AEW, I'm, you know what? I believe in anything Eric or uh, Tony Khan said. I just don't get it. I just I just need him to pull it together. I agree that he needs to have someone else running his social media. Nicole's been screaming that shit since he got AEW started. She has been saying he needs a social media manager. He needs a social media strategist. He needs something. And she has been right this whole fucking time. If you cannot check your emotions, then give the reins to somebody who doesn't have any. The only and the same is thing is also necessary. he has no types of business perception. If I saw that, say, like, I what what you say, Nicole? You went out. Um, I think it's also business perception. Like, okay, I know if I was looking at something, I'd be like, I don't want to go in business with this person. Like, what the heck is this? 
Right. Like you cut like AEW off at the knees. For no reason. Because of a match that was booked on Raw? It's a one-off match. Like, there's no even, there's no way to even justify your behavior. And it's just like, were you high? Because if you were, that hinder the genders. Like, and then Jinder Mahal is just like, who the fuck is Hook? <laughs> he deleted it. He deleted the tweet, but it's just like... No, I, I think he was I'm doing sure it because he... he didn't want to seem like he was making fun of Hook. Right. Yeah. But oh, I think Hook, like, knew that, you know, he was just like... A child. Yeah. I don't know, but like he needs he needs to get checked. Like this well then again, this is the guy who got scared because two people were acting up in his back in his locker, like in backstage, and he didn't get involved until a box fell on him. That so, man would never have survived during a territory days. I know he wouldn't have. He Girl, wouldn't he have survived two fucking days and territories wouldn't have survived the monday night war. the motherfuckers be- were shanking each other they was killing each other oh um Chris, I sometimes don't know allegedly have, i don't know if you guys uh watch this on youtube there's this guy called uh the casual criminalist and he actually did a video about the death of uh bruiser brody and Daryl was trying to get me to watch it. I'm like, if you have me watch this thing, I'm gonna get mad. He's like, why? I'm like, oh yeah, I probably want to watch it. Like half of them are dead or dying, but we know who did it. Like no one just wants to say it. He's like, oh yeah. Shit. <laughs> but yeah, so so that's yeah. what I'm saying. Like he's like for someone him to be like such a wrestling fan. I was like, the way if I was back there, I'd be like, you know what? have at it, and then I would have just sent everybody, sent the folks an email in the morning be like, you owe me 20 G's. 20, that's it? Girl. I might I, raise it, I don't know, but that's just like my starting off point. No, I will like send a memo out, and I'll be like, if you get caught fighting, or you scrabble, or whatever, and it's detrimental to a show that we are putting on your first offense, you get a whatever, whatever fine. The first offense, the second offense, you get a certain percentage of your contract completely cut away and it's getting donated. Second part, the third part, obviously you've got an even larger fine and you're suspended for x amount of days depending on what the committee sees fit and no matter and if you are a champion at that time you are getting stripped of your title Mm. and then last and then the last one should be you are indefinitely suspended and most likely going to be terminated um sans figuring out like you know proper action from the disciplinary committee and that's it i'm done with it i mean she she makes a valid point so and that's it i would have went about by day mm-hmm. and so you have a black and white you know someone starts acting up i say oh look at your tier number two look at that and I'd be like, what charity? I'll say, you know what? I'm not going to ask you. I'm going to pick a charity. I would do it on what they said. Because if they said some sly shit about women or kids or something like that, I would donate it to a charity like that. Yeah. Or be like, oh, like especially if I find out they're anti-LGBTQ+. Or, you know, they're like, trans, like they're transphobe or homophobe. Oh, Yeah. We made this huge donation to the human rights or the human rights project. Thank you for your donation. Yeah. 
So, um, moving on from Tony, because I'm just, I'm just always right. sick of that man. Um, so, um, Jacqueline, um, so I'll just say this, and I don't, we don't need to emphasize on it. Matt Riddle showed up in MLW New Japan. Um, MLW was a surprise. It was announced like a little while ago, but he officially like made his debut and then he showed up in New Japan. Again, that's not surprising. Um, so, and coming into people coming up, so Jacqueline put out this, I don't know, statement, or basically she made these comments that um, she believes she has a little left in the tank, and that, um, quote, Triple H or whoever, and she said whoever at um, Endeavor, um, are good to call her and she would love to do a little small last hoorah so what do you guys think about that if Trish can do it and she can have a little small stick then she's allowed to do it too who would you pair nah, her think... against Ooh, uh, I mean I low key oh, would do Rhea. So, I would probably do like with Rhea being the heel and Jacqueline being the face or the opposite. Yes. No. The first. Okay. One. So you, you will want Rhea obviously to go over on her. Um, well, I mean, but if they can put Trish in money in the bank and all this kind of stuff for like title contingency, why can't they do the same thing for her? I mean, her and Lita and Becky were doing the Freebird rule with tag titles. I mean, Trish was there for what, like six months, something like that. Oh, she wasn't there for that long. I want to say maybe like four months. It was about that. three to four, yeah. I mean. If they're bringing back that people. No, go ahead, Nicole. I mean, Alexis, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt you. Yeah. She can go, then go. But, like, I mean, they're bringing back everybody else. Why not? I don't see a problem. I mean, that's a rarity in the women's division. It's not like with the men where it happens more often than it should. So... I'm not mad at Jacqueline wanting to have a nice another stint. Um, I don't think I would put her up against Rhea because it seems like Rhea is going through all the four horsewomen. Um, I would definitely though. I mean, obviously, you would have her go with Bianca at one point. Um, I'd actually prefer to see her go up against Bailey. And I would make her a heel against Bailey, and I would do it. Bailey could stay in her current character if she wanted to, or be a new version of a face character for herself. But Jacqueline can is a really, really good heel. She's somebody that you can really, really love to hate. So I prefer her to be a heel. I don't know. That's a it's an interesting question though. Just make it worthwhile. I mean, I think, you know what, like, I'm just, I mean, it would be cool for her to come back. I just don't know how modern wrestling fans will accept that because unfortunately there's always a double standard when it comes to Jack, like women like Jacqueline and women like Trish. I'll say it. Because... Hmm. You know, they'll be like, they like people are wanting Trish to have the title again. And I'm like, why? Oh, blah, 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 blah. But I just have this really sinking feeling that if I was like, you know what, maybe Jacqueline could come back and do a run and, you know, like blah, blah, blah. Oh, why? excuse you. My child is burped. <laughs> but they'd be like, they'd be like, oh, well, why do you want her back? She can't do blah, 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 blah. blah. You know what I mean? I'll be the first one to say it. I don't give a crap. It's not necessary to bring back 
people to be champions. Like I said, that happens more often than it should in the men's division. It's not necessary in the women's division, and they definitely should not do that. I do like them coming back, though, and having opportunities. They should have opportunities. Um, and like obviously use their legendary status to put over somebody else who is getting to that legendary status. You know what I mean? Like, I'll do it this way. So I've been screaming for, for years that they need to have some type of mid-card title for the women's division because they do need one. Um, especially now with the way Triple H is booking with storylines and all that shit, it leaves a ton of women with nothing to fight for outside of having a vendetta or a feud of their own. And I feel like another belt in that division that's a singles title would work. They don't need to have one for each show. They need to just have one title. That's a floating title between the two. We're going to stop right here and wait for part two. I didn't want to overload you guys with too much for our first show back, but Thank you guys for coming, and we'll see you guys in the next one, which you should be able to play right now.